first let me tell you about built bar uh, I I order the uh, new Built Bar protein bars, and I do it because, I mean, it's like Christmas for me every time I open up a box. They are really, really good. And I discovered these bars long after my wife had discovered them, and <laughs> she's healthy and everything else. Right. Um, and, you know, she was like, they're really good for you. That's a turnoff to me. They're really good for you. Low nope. calorie, high fiber, low carb. You could, it'll help you in your exercise. I'm like, I'm done. I don't. Know uh, your audience. Right. right. Come on, right. Tanya. If she would have said it's made with real chocolate and I'm telling you it tastes just like a candy bar, I would have eaten it. No protein <laughs> bar, no nothing. Just this is a great candy bar. And it is. It's unbelievable. They've reset the code for this new launch. Go right now to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Beck and get $10 off your first order. It's promo code Beck at BuiltBar.com. They taste like candy bars. And I hear they're good for you, too. Uh, BuiltBar.com What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So social media is banning people. They are silencing free speech. They are silencing the press. And and they're doing it for Joe Biden. There are now multiple sources. It's not just this one computer that the... Uh, Rudy Giuliani got his hands on along with the FBI. They got it as well. In fact, they got it first. Um, it's not the only it's not the only source now on these Joe Biden is totally corrupt emails on his son's server. So why where why why is social media? Why is the media declaring this instead of actually talking about it and talking about the facts the media is only calling it a conspiracy theory i have not heard the use of conspiracy theory more than i'm hearing it from the press right now and we are ready now to enter a very dystopian world you have two weeks to physically mentally financially prepare for what is coming next and I will show it to you. I uh, I uh, don't think uh, anybody uh, is talking about this yet. And it will blow your mind. What's coming after the election? In 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Susan in North Carolina writes about her dog and says, I am happy to say that my dog actually eats this product willingly. Now, this is not a dog food. This is a supplement you put on the food. She said, I've tried so many vitamin and probiotic supplements that she turns her nose away and refuses. Not so with rough greens. This is why they have the 14 day challenge that, you know, you just uh, uh, you buy a bag for, that's good for 14 meals for them and just see if they eat it. Um, our dogs love it. Absolutely love it. Susan, I can tell you from my own experience, it's the same in my house. Uh, Uno hated every bit of food. Any food we tried, anything we did, he wouldn't eat it. Now his 
his tail is going like 90 miles an hour. and That thing can knock you down every time he's at the bowl. Rough greens, not a dog food, a supplement you put on the dog food that the dogs love. And it is really healthy for you uh, or for them. When you see the difference in your dog, I've been feeding him for about six months, uh, uh, rough greens. He's a totally different dog. He is he's he's gained four years. It's like he's a puppy again. Probiotics, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, uh, omega oils, just some of the things your dog needs for a healthier lifestyle, and you can find them at Rough Greens. Just get the Jumpstart bag now for $14.95. Start the process of getting your dog healthier and happier. You want to see your dog thrive again? Go to roughgreens.com slash back. That's R-U-F-F greens.com slash back. So yesterday... I saw something um, on the blaze that truly terrified me, and uh, it um, it plays into several things that um, someday, hopefully, we will. Uh, if it if it is right, uh, we will we will we will talk about it. Um, but I I can't warn you enough with strongest the strongest terms to not dismiss this. Robert Reich uh, over the weekend on Twitter said, when this nightmare is over, meaning Trump is out of office, we need a truth and reconciliation commission. It would erase Trump's lies, comfort those who have been harmed by his hatefulness and name every official politician, executive, and media mogul whose greed and cowardice enabled this catastrophe. Robert Reich was the labor secretary under Obama and instrumental in Obama. He is also uh, a very respected voice on the uber left. Um, And this is not his idea you're going to start seeing a couple of things notice just today count how many times you hear the media use the words conspiracy theory and it's not just about uh joe biden it's not just about this this computer they're now saying there's extraordinary stories coming out on QAnon, which I don't know anyone in QAnon. Do you know anyone in QAnon? No. no. Okay. So it's not like I don't think it's a group you have membership to. But yeah, it's like I know. But involved I, in the theory. Right. I don't know anybody who is all over that. Okay. I'm sure there are people, but sure. it's, it's a very small percentage. They're starting now to talk about everything being connected to uh, QAnon. And it's a conspiracy theory on the Trump side. They talk about the Joe Biden stuff as conspiracy theories. They are talking today about conspiracy theories of voter fraud. Everything you're starting to say, everything that we're concerned about now is a conspiracy theory. There are conspiracy theories, and then there are conspiracy facts. There is a conspiracy with the media, with, I believe, the State Department, the DOJ. Not that they're calling each other, but they're all in on a conspiracy to 
overthrow this president. The media is absolutely in a conspiracy to damage Donald Trump and do as much damage as they possibly can. And they've been in that now for at least four years. There is a conspiracy going on uh, right now, again, with the media to dismiss everything except wonderful lilies and lilacs of Joe Biden. There is a conspiracy to make sure that everything is suppressed that might be bad for him. Again, they're not calling each other and laying it out. They're just all walking in lockstep. Those are conspiracy facts. But to get you or the the rest of America that might be watching them to believe that we are the bad guys and don't look at their stuff, they are claiming we're nothing but conspiracy theorists. Why would they do that? It's no longer good enough for the left to get Donald Trump out of office. They are going to make sure that this never happens again. And how do you do that? Well, you add new states and you get rid of the Electoral College and you get rid of the filibuster. You do that and you will never have a GOP president or I think a majority in the House or Senate ever again, ever again. You pack the courts. You, you don't have a chance. The republic is over. When this nightmare is over, we need a Truth and Reconciliation Committee that would erase Trump's lies, comfort those who have been harmed by his hatefulness, and name every official politician, executive, and media mogul whose greed and cowardice enabled this catastrophe. You see, they believe they know what the truth is, and it's only their truth. I beg, I beg for those who are on the fence, those who say, I just can't vote for Trump. I can't vote for Biden, but I just can't vote for Trump. You won't have any freedoms left. You may not like voting for Trump, but you will have no freedoms left. You must do what you have to do to protect the republic. Look, if Trump goes bad and you voted for Trump, I got news for you. If he all of a sudden became the dictator that the left expects, millions of Americans who voted for him will turn against him. It's it's it's. The people who are voting for Donald Trump believe in the Bill of Rights, the Constitution. There's enough of us that believe in that, that we will fight Donald Trump or, or the left. We will fight for the Constitution because that's what we are required to do, to stand for man's freedom. I beg you to see the darkness on the other side that is controlling the Democratic Party now. Now, truth and reconciliation. Now, this commission, they'd like to uh, model it. They'll tell you they want to model it after 
uh, after Nelson Mandela. But that's, first of all, that was about massive bloodshed. This happened in Rwanda. Massive bloodshed. This is what happens in, in Serbia. This doesn't happen in a situation like ours where we disagree with each other. So they either know that violence is coming and heavy bloodshed is coming, or they are just being the editors of truth. Now, let me, let me do a search for truth and reconciliation, and you will find it everywhere. You will find that the people on the left everywhere are talking about this. This is not one guy having an idea. This is a chorus of people on the left. I, I want you to look at the Truth and Reconciliation uh, Project and, and see this is being proposed for the United States, Great Britain, and Canada. And it's all tied to... Um, uh, the, 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 I keep thinking common courts, not the, the, the Marxist theory, the critical theory. It's all based on critical race theory. That's, that's what they're trying, they say, they're trying to solve. But I want you to listen, addressing the legacy of institutionalized racism. Some considerations. This is a white paper from the left. Some considerations. I want you to listen to this. Our best hopes may be linked into taking a population health care approach to institutionalized persons. Okay, institutionalized racism. That would be institutionalized persons, anyone who has any kind of power. Institutionalized, institutionalized persons, rather than sorting out from among them those who have been abused. Like monitoring a population of people who have been exposed to a toxin. A health surveillance program would include all members of the population, not just those who are currently showing symptoms. A great emphasis would be put on studying the social determinants of health and relative health of this population to their peers and larger society. So... They're going to find out why you think these crazy conspiracy theories, why you think these things, because you've been exposed by Donald Trump and others and you're sick and we just need to study you. We, we need to surveil you at all times. A social justice initiative to address the particular social inequalities that are the legacy of our tragic history would need to be linked to this initiative. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Never before in my life have I seen anything like I've seen this week with the New York Post. You'll notice the, the use of conspiracy theory on this instead of talking about the actual facts. I'll tell you, last week when it came out, I told you, yeah, I think it's questionable how they got this thing. I think this might have been stolen. I don't think it came from Joe Biden, but maybe it was stolen from Joe Biden and this was the way to get it out. I don't know. Or Hunter Biden. So it, that may be. And I said at the time, I don't know the facts. 
on how this thing arrived. Now, that's different than what's on it. The only thing that they will address is that they're not sure how the how did this arrive that went to Rudy Giuliani? Well, it went to the FBI. The guy gave it to the FBI, but he made copies of it. He kept two copies and gave them to friends in case he dies. That's how worried he was about it. He gave it to to two different friends for safekeeping. Then he gave it to the FBI. Then he gave a copy to Rudy Giuliani and the New York Post. So that was in December. We're just hearing about it today. The director of national intelligence, the guy who coordinates all of the intelligence community and all of said, no, the real conspiracy theory is, is that this is a Russian operative. This is not a Russian operative or Russian op. There is no evidence of that. No one in the intelligence community is even talking about that. So what you're hearing from the press, that it's a Russian plant, the DNI has already said, no, it's not. Zero evidence. That is the conspiracy theory. I've never seen the First Amendment squashed like it is right now. But it's not really because a private company can do whatever they want. I was going to have Ted Cruz on because they were supposed to subpoena Jack today about this in the Senate. But the Senate GOP got squishy. I don't know if we want to subpoena. Excuse me? Ted Cruz is on fire about this. And he joins us in about seven minutes. Stand by. Our sponsor is Car Shield. Nobody should have to live in the fear of the check engine light. Um, I've been using Car Shield for a while now, and I can tell you the peace of mind that comes with knowing when something goes wrong, I don't have to worry about it. When something goes wrong, I'm going to be fine um, because I have Car Shield. This has happened to me with one of my trucks. Uh, it, it was like a six or seven thousand dollar chip that went wrong. A chip. I went in and I said, uh, okay, so what am I in you for? And he said, uh, well, it, it was $7,000 to repair it. But I was like, the truck, I should have sold the truck. The truck's not even worth that. What are you doing? And he's like, well, you don't have to worry about it. CarShield covered it. And my first thought was, get out of here before he changes his mind. Uh, it, I mean, I paid nothing. That's the kind of thing for a covered repair. That's the kind of feeling you get. Get out of here. There's, <laughs> I can't believe this is my good luck on, on today. Car Shield, you will have the peace of mind. You'll get coverage and you'll see why Car Shield cars go further. I'm still putting miles on that truck. It's two years later. 800-665-2157. 800-665-2157. Mention the promo code BECK or visit carshield.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 10%. Carshield.com, a deductible, may apply. Make sure you use promo code BECK. 10 seconds, station ID. Haven't had a chance to say hello to uh, Stuber Gear. I've said hello to you several times, and I thought you were ignoring me. <laughs> How are you, Stu? Good. How are you? Well, good. I see that you have the Senate 2020 board up, and uh, this does not, again, make me happy. 
I mean, this is very much in reach for Republicans, I think. Uh, You know, we went through the leaners and the likely Republicans, solid Republicans, came up with 46. Uh, The Democrats, 47. However, there's seven in the toss-up range, which obviously, uh, depending on what the president uh, does, you'd have to win four or five of the toss-ups. But Mm. they're winnable. I mean, you know, states like South Carolina, I don't don't know that I really think it's a true toss-up. We'll be moving these things around as we go. Uh, I still kind of think Lindsey Graham's going to win there, but who knows? Uh, Iowa, North Carolina, uh, Maine, Montana, Michigan, and one of the Georgia races we have in the toss-up uh, case. Tarrant County is the county that I live in, mm-hmm. and um, never before have they had uh, early voting go with more Democrats than Republicans. Right, and that's happening now? It's happening now. now- I think... 20%. The one thing I would caution people on early voting right now is remember what we're looking at and what the dynamic has been for the last several months. Republicans have been saying mail-in voting is right, you know, has all sorts of fraud possibilities. Mm-hmm. Make sure you go to the polls. Mm-hmm. So Republican voters are listening to that. So, right? so they're going to go to the polls. Democrats are have been encouraged to vote early. So I would expect early voting to favor Democrats. Okay, I would urge you as a Republican to go out and vote if you have a polling place, not a absentee ballot or anything else, but a polling place. Go out and vote. It's two weeks away. You can do that in the next, you know, next two weeks. But I, I fear that the left has a lot of dirty tricks to scare people from the polls on Election Day. Yeah. And, you know, look, it's uh, it's we're going to be in November. If there's a you know bad weather event on Election Day. Yeah. You may have turnout depressed. That's why it's a risky strategy. And we've been talking about that for months, that it's a yeah. risky strategy to discourage people uh, from voting early. Early vote, though, is different than than this sort of mass mail in vote, which is a more that doesn't mean you don't do it. It's a, it's a more of a societal uh, norm argument it's more of a yeah it's like a foundational argument where you say it's probably not a good idea to send out unrequested ballots to everybody in the state that's different than hey your polling place is open uh you know a little bit early get in there get your vote in while you make while you're sure you can do it god forbid something happens on election day you won't have that opportunity senator ted cruz is in the bullpen and i mean that in a rodeo sort of way he is bucking and uh, snorting and can't wait to get out of the gate we'll talk to him next this is the glenn beck program all right you then let me tell you about uh, relief factor some people make it their business to try to spread a uh, a force for good in the world and i am i am grateful that those people exist That's Pete and Seth Talbot. That's what they set out to do when they founded Relief Factor. Most of the pain, which keeps people down day after day, is inflammation in the joints. The Talbots wanted to fight the inflammation. And while I can't speak for everybody, I can speak for myself and about 70% of the people who try Relief Factor. Relief Factor has played an enormous role in my world. And I used to be in pain all the time. With Relief Factor, I can't think of the last time that I got up in the morning and said, I can't do it another day. I mean, because of pain. <laughs> I think of the news and I think that 
oh, like 800 times a day. But anyway, Relief Factor, it's not a drug developed by doctors. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. So order the three-week quick start for nineteen ninety-five and see if it works for you. ReliefFactor.com, 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com, 800-583-84. And head out to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your Blaze TV subscription. Do it now. The author of the book, One Vote Away, which has been on the New York Times bestseller list now for two weeks in a row. It is Senator Ted Cruz. Um, uh, Ted, welcome to the program. Glenn, always great to be with you. Okay. Uh, you know, we booked you yesterday to talk about the subpoena that was going out, and you were going to question Jack Dorsey and others on Friday. Yep. However, uh, the GOP has started to waver on the issue. Why is the subpoena not going out for election interference and uh, and and muting people who are 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 delivering news about developments on joe biden well i believe one way or another it's going to go out and twitter and facebook are both going to testify jack dorsey and mark zuckerberg are both going to testify they're going to testify in person they're going to testify before election day that's what i think should happen that's what i am fighting vociferously to make happen uh, right now, the companies are negotiating with the chairman's office to discuss terms to come voluntarily. I don't really give a damn whether they come voluntarily or under a subpoena. They need to testify in person and answer questions for the American people about why they are trying uh, to steal this election, to suppress the free speech, and to censor uh, to, to, to censor the press. Why, Ted, is it important for somebody to say, I came voluntarily not under subpoena? I have no idea because their lawyers are arguing for it. Right. Okay. It, 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 ma- it, makes it makes no, no difference. difference. So I, I right. don't care if, if it's pursuant to a subpoena or they just they agree to come. But right. They're apparently trying to negotiate the terms, um, what I am pressing for. And listen, I hope Republicans stand firm. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a matter of the Republicans on the committee uh, not going wobbly, as uh, Margaret Thatcher famously said some decades ago. And, and I hope that, that, that we do stand firm. And that's I, I'm doing every, everything humanly possible to, to urge my colleagues to do exactly that. Uh, I don't know what their problem is, but I think the American people on the right are really, really tired of the saying one thing and doing another on this. I appreciate you standing firmly uh, for the First Amendment. Uh, You said yesterday that Jack uh, Jack Dorsey is behaving as like Joe Biden's press secretary. Yeah. Well, here's how here's how the whole thing came to pass. So it was last week, as you know, the New York Post had two consecutive blockbuster stories. Uh, the first story, based on on emails that allegedly came from Hunter Biden's computer, uh, show that that Joe Biden is not telling the truth and has been. They allege meetings between Joe Biden and Ukrainian oligarchs that that Biden has repeatedly denied. The second blockbuster story uh, was based on additional emails that showed communist China offering Joe Biden directly millions of dollars. And and it's important to underscore, look, look, this is not about Hunter Biden. By all appearances, 
Hunter Biden has has led a troubled life, mm-hmm. has, has made some unfortunate decisions. This is about Joe Biden, the man who would be president, who would be the commander in chief, and whether he directly is involved in corruption with foreign countries. In any ordinary universe, this is a major, major story. But then big tech stepped in, and they did something they've never done before. We know that big tech has been censoring individual conservatives trying to suppress conservative speech. Mm-hmm. But the step they took here is they blocked – if any individual user tried to share either of the New York Post stories, you were blocked. You got a warning sign that said, no, you can't block this because this story is, quote, potentially harmful. Well, perhaps politically to Biden, but but sharing a, a news story from a major media outlet – um, is is as part of democracy, part of free speech. And not only that, they blocked the New York Post itself. Right now today, the New York Post is not being allowed to, to post its own damn stories on corruption. And, th- and this is ridiculous. It, it's a threshold that's never been crossed before of Silicon Valley oligarchs declaring the authority to determine what the press is allowed to report and who's allowed to see it. Well, the the mainstream media is right in there with them. They're calling anything, really anything now, a conspiracy theory. They're calling all of these documents, and we don't have them only just now from the computer, but uh, one of one of um, uh, Hunter Biden's partner has released twenty eight thousand e- uh, emails to Peter Schweitzer. And we already now know that many of those documents on the computer are documents that he as a partner had uh, with uh, with Hunter Biden showing the relationships here. But they're calling it a conspiracy theory. If you bring up if you bring up election interference, it's a a conspiracy theory. You talk about that there there is, you know, possible voter fraud. It's conspiracy theories. Ted, they are they are marking half of the population as crazy. Well, and 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 they are gaslighting us. That they are deliberately suppressing. The New York Post has the fourth highest circulation of any newspaper in America. It's over two hundred years old. The New York Post was founded by Alexander Hamilton, and and Jack Dorsey is saying he can decide. By the way. They can censor the New York Post. They can also censor the New York Times. A Politico reporter tweeted about the New York Post story. They blocked the Politico reporters until the reporter got on his knees and groveled and apologized to the big tech masters for daring to address a topic that his overlords won't, don't want, wish him to address. And, and by the way, the, the Democratic talking point, so, so – uh, the Dem senators, by and large, are just ignoring this, like the media is. Mm-hmm. To the extent they've said anything, their argument is, well, this is all Russian disinformation. <laughs> well, okay, okay, if that's your argument, fine. Prove it. Show some evidence. If, if these emails are false, you know what, I'd like to know that. If they're false, let's see some evidence of that. Mm-hmm. That's actually called journalism. And by, but you know who hasn't argued that? Joe Biden. Joe Biden has not denied this is Hunter Biden's computer. He has not denied the emails are real. He has not denied that he met personally with the Ukrainian oligarch after lying to the American people uh, and saying that he didn't. He has not denied that communist China offered him personally millions of dollars. And the entire press 
is refusing to do their jobs. I mean, Joe Biden did an ABC town hall that, 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 that was practically a kumbaya love-in where they were in robes and had daisies in their ears. I mean, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And Stephanopoulos, okay, one of the supposedly undecided voters <laughs> was a former White House speechwriter for Barack Obama. You got a problem with that? He was seriously considering Donald Trump. Come on. <laughs> Jeez. It's, it's nuts. And, and Glenn, you've, you've worked at these media organizations. How do they do this? How does the media... Oh, this is, beyond, CNN... this is beyond anything that I have ever witnessed. I mean, uh, Ted, uh, I don't know if you saw the Robert Reich um, uh, yes. suggestion about truth and reconciliation. Google that. This is not an idea off the top of his head. This is being attempted in Canada, in Great Britain, and here. And it has big backing from the left. They're serious. They feel that America lost its mind and they will ensure this never happens again. And if that means packing the court, adding states, uh, and getting rid of the filibuster, they'll do it. They'll do it. They plan to do all of that. And they plan to go after our fundamental rights. You know, one of the, the chapters in, in, in my new book, One Vote Away, uh, addresses free speech. And it goes through uh, both the Supreme Court cases, in particular Citizens United, where our right to, to express political speech hangs by one vote. But it also discusses the attempt by Senate Democrats to amend the Constitution and to pass a constitutional amendment eliminating our free speech rights. And, and I led the battle against that in the Senate. I'm the chairman of the Constitution Subcommittee and debated repeatedly Democrats. And every single Democrat, 100% of Senate Democrats, voted to amend the Constitution to remove our free speech rights and to give government the power to regulate political speech on the when Senate did this floor. Happen? When did this happen? It, th- th- this, this happened in 2014. I don't ma- remember that. The That's... media refused to cover it. And, and, and the way it happened, so, so they frame it as this is, quote, repealing Citizens United, which the Democrats have all decided is terrible. Now, Citizens United, the Supreme Court, held that we have a right to free speech and to cr- criticize politicians. As you know, Glenn, the facts of what happened in Citizens United is, is a small nonprofit in, in D.C. called Citizens United made a movie critical of Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. And the Obama administration took the position that they could punish, they could fine the movie maker for daring to make a movie critic, critical of Hillary Clinton. Case went to the U.S. Supreme Court. I'll tell you the most chilling moment at the argument was Justice Sam Alito asked the, the Obama Justice Department, under your theory of the case, is it your view that the federal government could ban books? The Obama Justice Department answers, yes. Yes, the government can ban books if they criticize politicians. We can ban them. Thankfully, the court rejected that radical view by a vote of five to four. We are one vote away from from the government, from from five justices saying the government has the power to ban movies and ban books. All right. Are we going to get a vote before the election for Amy Coney Barrett? Yes, she will be confirmed. Judiciary Committee will vote on Thursday. She'll be voted out uh, on Thursday, and then she will likely be confirmed on the Senate floor, I would say Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday of next week. But early next week is when she'll be confirmed. And you don't see anybody getting weak knees? 
I don't. I, I actually, I, I think she did a fabulous job. Really she was calm, yeah. cool, collected. You could see the first day the Democrats try to throw a couple of shots at her, and, and she was so good at dealing with them, and it was going so badly for the Democrats that by day two, they ran away. I mean, by the time my questioning came, I pointed out there were only two Democrats left in the hearing room. All the rest of them had run for the hills because they realized us, us going after this judge and the American people hearing her defend the Constitution and Bill of Rights is really, really bad for us. Let's get this over with quickly. Uh, Ted, thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Um, I, I am going to be doing something here in about two hours on the fact checkers of Facebook and Twitter yes. and this cesspool. Uh, we found some some interesting things that really kind of came out of these uh, these Biden uh, documents. It was a connection to a couple things that w- it was a missing piece that we put together. Hmm. And uh, you, you, you might want to look at those, you know, so when you're talking to Facebook, you, you uh, have a little additional information on how crooked this thing is. I'll send it to I, you today. I, I look look forward to seeing it, and, and thank thank you for shining a light on it. Thank you, and and, and thank you for being fearless because you, uh, you you speak the truth even when the whole world assails against you. Ted, I say the same thing back to you because you are fighting this, and you are fighting this. I mean, we're in your district, and we are, I think, the only big media outlet uh, in in your uh, in your district, and. Uh, And I know you're fighting it not just for us, but for every other person, even if we disagree with them, to make sure we have freedom of press and freedom of uh, of uh, speech. And you are up against the big dogs. Thank you very much. Well, we're we're doing it together. Let me urge your listeners. The book is one vote away. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever books are sold. It, It was the number one bestseller in the country on Amazon. And if you want to go behind the scenes, really understand what's going on at the Supreme Court and how your rights to free speech, religious liberty, the Second Amendment, what's going on from the inside, uh, the book, uh, I think, is really helpful. And, it, and it's a fun, easy read. It's not designed. You don't have to be a lawyer to enjoy it. It, it really explains what, what's happening and why it matters for you and, and your freedoms. It's called One Vote Away. I urge you to get it uh, because that is the position we are in right now. Ted Cruz, thank you so much. Take care. You bet. Our uh, sponsor this half hour is Norton. There is a difference between choosing to engage in behavior and and doing it because you just don't know any better. Well, 84% of consumers say they, they want to do more to protect their online privacy, but more than half don't know how. And by not protecting yourself with something as powerful as LifeLock, you're engaging in some mighty risky business, whether you're aware of it or not. The way to solve this and protect yourself, do more to protect your online privacy, is LifeLock. On top of all the real-time protection tools that keep your personal information safe when you're on Wi-Fi, including a VPN with bank-grade encryption, Norton 360 offers a safe cam, which will notify you if someone has hacked into your system and is attempting to activate your webcam. When it comes to Wi-Fi security, Norton 360 has you covered 
Make the choice today, the right choice. Get Norton 360 and LifeLock.com. They come from the, the same company, and they're all in the toolbox. No one can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is that toolbox that is your ally for cyber safety. So get up to 50% off your first year with the annual subscription at Norton.com slash Beck. That's Norton.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, Alex Thompson, a blue checkmark on Twitter, said 15 days to the election and America's, uh, Americans are focusing on the campaign issues that matter. Kirstie Alley's endorsement of Trump. No, that's not the story with 304,000 engagements. It, the story is Kirstie Alley responds to nasty, horrible people criticizing her support for Trump. You know what this is? This is the media, again, not getting it. This isn't about Kirstie Alley. This is about um, relating to Kirstie Alley, somebody who has been bashed for their belief in Donald Trump and somebody who is not being nasty about it and everyone getting nasty on her. That's the way Americans feel. Then the next story was Michigan governor says Trump incites domestic terrorism. Is that the left or the right or both that are interested in that one? Then Kristen Welker, next debate moderator, got bus tipping off Hillary team in 2016. Then another one on Kirstie Alley. Then another one on the moderator tipping off Hillary. And then the Peter Schweitzer exclusive that Hunter Biden's flip business partner provides 26,000 emails. I don't know. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. It sounds like the American people are on to you. Rough Greens, if you love your dog as much as I do, uh, consider him part of the family or her part of the family, then I want you to listen about Rough Greens. It is almost as if Uno was um, sick and we just didn't know it. Looking at him six months later, He's a different dog. And the only thing that has changed is what we put in his food, the Rough supplements. Greens. That's it. That's it. Do you have the same thing? Yeah. Well, Miles is a thousand years old. So the fact that he stands up at all, I'm impressed by these right. days. But he definitely shows more energy. And you can tell he really loves the food. Yeah. I mean, he goes after it when you put the Rough Greens on it. So with Uno, it is like he is a puppy again. And the only way I could describe it, I said this to my wife the other day, it was almost like he was sick and we just didn't know it. And I think in a way that is, he just didn't have the right vitamins and minerals and, and antioxidants and probiotics. They're not getting any of that stuff. It's all cooked out of kibble food. So grab a, a bag of Rough Greens, the Jumpstart bag for fourteen ninety five. Just get started on this process. Make sure that your dog uh, will eat it. And if they do, they probably will love it. Like every dog owner has said to me, they go crazy for it. Um, you watch your dog thrive again. You start feeding them that. Uh, the changes I've seen in month one, month two, month six is unbelievable. Roughgreens.com slash the blaze. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash blaze. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment this is the 
the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the program. We are facing a very, very clear choice. We have a media that has gone insane, literally insane. I told you last hour that there is now a push on the left for truth and reconciliation commissions, where the people who have been infected with this toxin uh, need to be monitored and need to be questioned. It is... <laughs> it's Nuremberg trials for people who disagree with each other. Are we really this America? Is this really where we're headed? The left says that's needed to be able to go through and continue on. And you know what's terrifying? <laughs> if any of the tweets that go out that talk about truth and reconciliation, just read the comments from the left underneath. They're more terrifying than the actual suggestion. And this is a well-thought-out plan. We are looking at the end of the Republic if we lose the Senate and the White House. And that's not hyperbole. You have two weeks to prepare. You have two weeks to find a friend that you can bring to the polls. And I'll show you what we're up against and why it's critical to show the truth to your friends in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, if you're trying to buy or sell a home or both, you're going to need a few things. First, you're going to need to know what needs to be done to your house to sell it. Mm, Believe me, even if you don't think it's a lot, it is. There's so much you didn't even know uh, what was, you know, happening with your house and what's being done and what houses are like now. I mean, it's different. Uh, You're going to need some skilled people to do the things that you need, which needs you're going to need somebody who knows who all those people are and that can get them done quickly. Now, that's a good real estate agent that has that Rolodex on the buying end. You're going to need somebody who not only uh, is going to work to get you the best deal you can get, but also someone who knows where the good houses are in the areas that you're wanting to go and also knows the communities. So you fit in the neighborhood and you got the right schools. Sounds easy, but I assure you it's not unless you have a real estate agent that has been in the business forever and has a strong track record of selling and uh, and buying the most houses in your area. There's a reason they're successful. So I want you to find the right real estate agent. Contact realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all, realestateagentsitrust.com. This is a free service to you. They will put you in touch with the, the person that is, in our opinion, the best person in your area. They have the strongest track record. They have the most sales. They have the the highest customer satisfaction. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Find the right person for you, whether you're buying or selling, realestateagentsitrust.com. something i wrote to you back i think in uh, june or july if nothing else 2020 certainly qualifies and as, as an interesting year as of today we're officially 50 percent the way through and boy oh boy have we clocked some miles the president of the united states was just impeached by the house 
A global pandemic has shut down the world's economy, or more accurately, our governments shut down the world economy. It's killed, at this point, 118,000 Americans. Minneapolis cop murdered a black man, sparking worldwide protest, riots, and looting with hundreds of American businesses being destroyed and millions of Americans taking to the streets in protest of, of everything from po- police brutality, legitimate protest, to systematic cultural racism, to income inequality, to bronze statues. Let's be clear. We're facing a purposely driven Marxist revolution in America right now. Antifa is far better organized, funded, and dedicated than the apologists in the mainstream media would have you believe. Antifa members have received combat training in camps in Syria and Iraq, but they're also being supported by anti-American misinformation campaigns, by anti-capitalist support in China and Russia, And their intent is the overthrow of the U.S. Constitution, and they are using Black Lives Matter protests as cover for their activities. I wrote that that's before we were even talking about the election. We are now two weeks away. And I believe the left is going to start on election day and try to make the polling places as chaotic as possible. If you have a chance to early vote in your state, you know, going to a polling place and early voting, I urge you to do it. We have a choice in front of us. And I believe it is the original choice that we were given A long, long time ago before any humans were on Earth. The the book of Genesis talks about some war in heaven. And I've often wondered, how could a war in heaven happen? How could angels who were sitting there looking at God be, be, be thwarted by another angel is like, he's a bad guy. I don't know. Look at him. He's been pretty good. Uh, I mean, how did that happen? Even if you don't believe the story, just listen to the only way I think it can happen. And that is you have to convince those who are singing praises for all eternity. You have to convince them that somehow or another, he's not who you think he is. He is a bad guy. He doesn't actually care. Look at him. All this suffering down there. He doesn't even care. He's going to send he's going to send his son down there to suffer and to be beaten and sacrificed and die on a cross for what? So these people can be redeemed? If he'd do that to his son, what do you think he'd do to us? You think that's a good guy? I mean, I'm only proposing that I go down. I help these poor earthlings. I help them. And I just tell them exactly what to do and what choices to make. And I'll keep them all safe and return them all home. I just want a little thank you for that. Just can you recognize me for that? That's the only way you have to turn love upside down. You have to convince people that God doesn't know what's best for their welfare. People know. 
God would say, look to yourself. You're in trouble. First, can you fix this? Then, can your family help you fix this? Then, can your church help you fix this? Then, are there any other voluntary agencies to help solve the problems of poverty and unemployment, hunger, sickness, distress? Whatever you got going on in your life, is there any voluntary agencies? The last resort is the government. And the reason why is man-made course of action like the government does very little good and often results in great harm. And they control you when they are the only ones you can run to. God help you. Because who do you run to when they go wrong? You have to fix reason back firmly in her seat. If you really want to help people, then you have to put the first commandment first, and that is no other gods. You love me, no other gods. No government God. You have to put the love of God first. And if we fail, then really sneaky, crafty men who profess a great love for humanity will control you. Isn't it interesting that right now you're being told, if you have a different opinion, you're being told you need to shut up you need to sit down. You're going to lose your place in society. That happens instantaneously. And it's happening from a group of people who are billing themselves as the most tolerant, open-minded, most welcoming, the most diverse. Hmm. Logic tells me something's amiss here. This is a game that is being played on you. This is a game, and it's well documented. As far back in, as 1928, the communists in America declared that the cultural, economic, and social differences between races in America could be exploited and help them create the animosity, fear, and hatred between large segments of our people that would be the necessary beginning ingredients for a communist revolution. This is 1928. They outlined the plan. Three broad objectives they had to do. Create hatred, trigger violence, and then overthrow the established government. And they've done it in country after country. But let me get really specific. This is 1928, America. Create hatred. Use any means to agitate blacks into hating whites and whites into hating blacks. Work both sides of the split. Play up and exaggerate real grievances. Notice, work both sides of the split. So, Nazis, who are socialists, not constitutionalists. Socialists. The National Socialists. They're in the streets. Working up both sides. Play up and exaggerate real grievances. I don't know what happened in Minneapolis. We all thought that was horrible. That was real. But they played up our, grievance, our grievances. We all agreed that was bad. But then they played up a split between us. 
If necessary, don't hesitate to manufacture false stories and rumors about injustices and brutality. Create martyrs for both sides. Play up upon mass emotions until they smolder with resentment and hatred. Second step, trigger violence. Put the emotional masses into the streets in the form of large mobs. The larger, the better. It makes no difference if the mob is told to demonstrate peacefully as long as it is brought into direct confrontation with the antagonist. Merely bringing the two emotionally charged groups together is like mixing oxygen and hydrogen. All that is needed is a tiny spark. If the spark is not forthcoming from pure, uh, purely spontaneous causes, create it. If you've been watching and listening to me, you know the left has organized these mobs and is going to be calling on them beginning on Election Day to go out in the streets. The the pink pussy hat thing that was that was just the beginning. They've even said everything we've done up until now, meaning this last summer, has only been a dry run for what's coming after the election. The third step is overthrow the established government. Once mob violence becomes widespread and commonplace, condition those who are emotionally involved to accept violence as the only way to settle the score once and for all. Did you hear the media trying to say, when does peaceful have to be part of a protest? Did you see how the Democrats did not stop the violence, wouldn't even recognize the violence? They are, they are conditioning you to accept that violence is the only way to settle the score. That goes back again to what I talked about last hour. Please listen to the podcast if you missed it today. On the Truth and Reconciliation Project. Provide leadership and training for guerrilla warfare. Done. Institute discipline and terrorism to ensure at least passive support from the larger inactive segment of the population. Train battle-hardened leadership through sporadic riots and battles with police. Finally, at the appointed time, launch an all-out simultaneous offensive in every city. That's coming in two weeks. If it doesn't start on election night... It's going to start soon after. How do I know that? Because it's in their own words and in their own documents. I'm reading to you a plan from America 1928. Police and National Guard units will never be able to adequately handle such a widespread anarchy, especially if a large part of our men and equipment are drained away in fighting in a foreign war. Self-defense, larger numbers are brought into fighting on both sides. The appearance of nationwide civil war takes form. In the confusion, potential anti-communist leaders of both races would be assassinated. Apparently, the accidental casualties of a race war. The time to attack should coincide with large-scale sabotage of water supplies, power grids, uh, highway arteries, etc., etc. The public will panic and lock its doors in trembling fears and make it easier for the small but well-led and fully disciplined guerrilla bands to capture the power centers of these communities. That's 1928. 
It didn't work, so they changed their plan. Tomorrow at this time, I'll show you what they came up with in the 60s. And what they're going to do in 2021. Next, first, uh, let's uh, talk about RecTech. If there's um, if there's one thing that is a guy's job, I guess, is grilling outdoors. I don't know why my dad never grilled. We never grilled. Uh, we didn't have a grill uh, growing up. So I never learned how to grill anything, you know, and uh, I suck at it. I burn absolutely everything until I got a rec tech. Now I can cook like, honestly, like a master. I, I would invite, I never wanted to cook for people because, you know, we'd have good steaks or great hamburgers, but they'd always be on fire and they always sucked. And I'd be like, sorry, I destroyed this steak. It was a really good piece of meat. Now it's like two inches and about an ounce. Um, until I got the Rectech. Rectech, if, I mean, anything that you have ever tried to make and smoke on a grill wait until you get the smart grill technology from Rectech. it is stainless steel solid it's like grilling on a buick man this thing is so solid has all the bells and whistles including an app that you can control from your phone i mean if it's too hot or too cold outside you don't ever have to go out you just put it on you start it up from your house then you you go out to get it and then eat it it's Rectech. Follow on on social media and sign up for their newsletter, but check them out. Rectech with a Q at the end. It's R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. That's Rectech dot com. Ten seconds station ID. So it's... Uh, to me, it's a little it's just a little terrifying. By the way, we're going to go into Stu's Senate board 2020 here in just a few minutes. Um, it's. Uh, it's a little frightening because of all of the work that I did for the last 20 years. And honestly, I was beginning to convince myself I this isn't all going to happen. Somehow or another, I got to that place. I'm telling you now, this is coming. And uh, you've got about two weeks to really prepare for what uh, is coming. And to make sure that you are um, you're ready mentally, physically, spiritually. Do you have a copy of the Constitution? How will you know what police and others can or cannot do if you don't have a copy of it because you're going to need that did you know that your sheriff answers to the constitution and you not to the government not to the governor not to the chief of police the sheriff answers to you he answers to you and he answers to the constitution his job he is the last line of defense for the people you hear what they're doing in um, in Seattle? They have a referendum this November in Seattle, and so far it's 50-50. It's too close to call. They're making the King County Sheriff. He's either going to come under the mayor and city council, 
or he's going to come under the chief of police or the commissioner. That's not what a U.S. American sheriff does. It was created the way it was created for a reason. It's another check on power. If your sheriff is lost to the left or his power is muted by some city or some progressive, you're in trouble. I urge you to find out who your sheriff is. Meet with them. This is the last line of defense. I just spoke out for our sheriff at Tarrant County because he is up against a serious challenger and it looks like it's the same Marxist kind of money and same kind of philosophy. And you've got to know who your sheriff is and you've got to vote. Anybody who says, I'm not going to vote. At least, for the love of Pete, go out and vote for the right sheriff. One that will protect and defend you and the Constitution. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And what's so great about that is, it really is. Every time she says that, it's amazing. I want to talk to you about the Association of Mature American Citizens. This is AMAC. I'm going to tell you what they've been doing. They just established themselves as the lead senior representative organization work with, uh, working with Steve Scalise and the House uh, Select Committee on the coronavirus. Huh. You know what they're doing? They're working to hold the governors of New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and California accountable for their decisions to discharge COVID-19 contagious patients from hospitals and putting them in nursing homes during the pandemic. Who else is doing this? Who else is actually watching over you? They've also launched a pressure campaign for the members designed to persuade senators in a number of states to vote to confirm Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court. You're going to get all of the same benefits that you get from AARP, but you're going to get an institution that is pushing for the things you believe in. Stand with AMAC, amac.us slash Beck amac.us slash Beck. And you can go to blazetv.com, save 10 bucks off your subscription with the promo code Glenn, blazetv.com slash Glenn. We have Peter Schweitzer on. He's coming up in uh, just a few minutes. He's a guy who has done investigative reporting for 60 minutes. He is a very, very well-respected journalist. Uh, You know, until lately when he started going after uh, Hillary Clinton's corruption, Joe Biden's corruption, along with the right's corruption as well. He calls out uh, Turtleface. What's his name? McConnell. Uh, he, uh, he is, he doesn't have a side when it comes to journalism. His side is truth. And he has just been given 26,000 documents from Hunter Biden's partner, uh, in his, uh, in his investment firms. Uh, he's gone to jail and, uh, he called Peter and said, you know, this guy's getting away with murder and I'm paying the price for it. And it's wrong. So he just released 26,000 emails. We're going to talk to Peter about that coming up in just a second. This would be a second source of all the things that you found on that laptop that the media is trying to suppress. Anyway, um, we're going to get into that at the top of the hour. Um, Right now, I want to go to Stu, who's got the Senate 2020 board out. 
and we're looking now at solid votes a total of democrats 47 republicans 46 and a toss-up of seven right those are with leaners and likely voters. Okay, yes. so, so explain that. Solid, you have 40 for the Democrats, 38 for Republicans. That means seats that aren't even up for election, plus obvious blowout races, right? Okay. Um, you know, Tom Cotton doesn't even running against a Democrat, right? And that so, brings you to 40. So 40 for the Democrats, 38 for Republicans. <sighs> then you have likely. So these are, like, for example, Cory Booker in New Jersey is not going to lose. Right. The, the polls aren't complete blowouts, so you kind of keep it in the likely category. That gives you uh, New Hampshire, Virginia, Minnesota for the uh, Democrats. It gets them to 44. On the Republican side, for likely Cocaine Mitch, as you just mentioned, <laughs> uh, he's, he's likely a win. Again, Tennessee Mississippi, Kansas, and Alabama. Um, now, Alabama's interesting in that that's a Democratic seat right now, so that's a pickup for Republicans. Um, that's uh, Doug Jones, uh, who is likely going to lose in a relatively big way uh, come Election Day. So that gets you uh, five more for Republicans. That gets it to 44 to 43. Each side has three leaner seats. These are closer seats, but enough to say there's a favorite. Uh, New Mexico for the Democrats, Colorado, that's uh, against uh, Cory Gardner, who, uh, of course, event, originally wanted to ban birth control, yeah, did not come through with that promise. Colorado Such voters very upset. Lie. He didn't do that, by the way. Uh, uh, Arizona as well. Arizona's McSally going up against Kelly. Uh, Kelly is a pretty you know, good candidate, raised lots of money mm-hmm. in Arizona. That likes to be, both of those are pickups for the Democrats. Uh, for, that gets them, by the way, to 47 seats. If we count the leaners, the leaners for the Republican side, you have Alaska, you have uh, one of the two Georgia races and Texas. Uh, I do expect Cornyn to win in Texas. Um, Georgia has that runoff system. So there's two Georgia races, uh, both for the Senate, both for the Senate. We have the Georgia two in the lean Republican category. The reason for that is there's four candidates in there, basically, that are going to be in double digits. Um, it's one of those things where you, you have fifty percent. You have to get fifty percent to not have a runoff. So okay. there's no chance that someone's going to get fifty percent in Georgia in that particular race. Mm. That means that moves to a runoff election on January fifth. Could it be a runoff between two Democrats? It could in theory, but it's not going to happen. Okay. Uh, there, it, it could. Theory. Okay. It could. I will say there is a possibility that it's two Republicans. Uh, that run off against each other. Mm-hmm. It's definitely possible. I wouldn't say it's the most likely outcome, though. Okay. Um, now, the interesting thing about Georgia's is January 5th would be the runoff. So if no one gets to 50%, that election moves to January 5th, which will be the top two. And that will really decide what's happening in the country. That's a huge if one. The, the reason country why I, is on fire either way. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's scenarios here that are really scary. But the reason why I have Georgia, too, in the lean Republican is that election is going to happen in, a, in an environment where... Trump is not on the ballot. It's not a huge <laughs> national you <hope>. election. <laughs> you hope. Well, uh, who knows what's going on at that right. point. But again, it won't be a big presidential election. Turnout will be down. I expect Georgia to get, uh, to get that to the Republican side. So that leaves us with 47 for Democrats, 46 for Republicans. That's how close this is. Seven races in the toss-up category. Uh, let me give them to you. Georgia won. Hang on just a second. Let me just let, me just let you know if you're listening. Your mood is not going to improve here. I think this is, <laughs> this is better news, I think, than the presidential race at yeah, this exact moment. Yeah, it's uh, just everything is razor's edge. It, it just is. depends if it's a clean race, you know, if it's not a setup, mm-hmm. if we're not finding ballots, you know, for weeks after. Well, I just found this in the trunk of my car. 
Uh, and if people show up and and we're not voting, quite honestly, I think the choices between uh, the Constitution and evil. <laughs> so, well, you can look at this two ways, right? You can say, uh, "Well, this is too close. I'm depressed," or "It's too close. Gosh, I better get out there." Oh and do no, something. I, no, no, no! You the second get one's out. the better one. Yeah, right? no, yes, don't okay. get depressed. Right, get moving. So, the other Georgia race we have in the toss-up race. The reason for that being that this is one. It's close in the polls. Uh, Sonny Purdue is there. Um, and it, someone could get to 50% here. Again, it's not necessarily hugely likely. I wouldn't be surprised at all to see both of those races go to that January 5th oh, uh, runoff. Yeah. Then you have uh, Michigan. Uh, John James is a great candidate. We've had him on before. Uh, he's behind, but it's relatively close. Uh, Maine's is the Susan Collins election uh, where she's behind. I think she loses because the momentum for the... Uh, the momentum from the left. She's one of those national candidates that they all hated. Yeah, it, well, she's one of those candidates that there's not a ton of passion behind her on the right. Mm-hmm. Her base doesn't like absolutely adore her, but she's always been able to bring over a lot of moderates. Those moderates and a lot of the, especially the Democrat votes she you would normally get are pissed off at her because of her Kavanaugh vote. Yeah. She voted for Kavanaugh. So there's been tons of money that has flown. Uh, It'll be interesting to see. If that Kavanaugh thing doesn't hold uh, any sway still, you know, at the time when she was before we actually heard all the hearings, they were just livid Mm -hmm. with her. After you heard things and it settled down, I think people, most people are like, yeah, that was a sham. That was a sham. I think, you know, the Supreme Court coming up again is bringing attention back to that. for Those people who were upset. And the other thing is when that happened, money flowed. So her opponent has tons, tons of, of cash. Yeah. Uh, Montana is an interesting race in that it's uh, Steve Daines, who is the Republican. Oh, there's a possibility that we are losing cowboys <laughs> in Montana. What the hell is wrong with you? Well, they were able to get the governor, Steve <sighs> Bullock, to run as the as his opposition. So you're taking the Democratic governor and he's running as it for a Democratic Senate candidate against the incumbent Republican Senate candidate. I mean, I think. The Republicans going to win there, mm-hmm. but it's it's close. It's yeah. really close. And Bullock has a lot of name recognition as obviously the governor. Iowa is an interesting one. Joni Ernst, who I think was kind of seen as a Republican rising star for a while. Yeah, uh, Iowa was won pretty easily by Donald Trump. Seemed to be trending red. It's bounced back into that purple category for the presidential uh, race as well as for the Senate race, which is very close. She seems to be yeah. a tad behind right now. I kind of feel like in the end she's going to pull this off. but it, A lot of this uh, depends of if Donald Trump has coattails, and I think he will. Mm-hmm. This time around, I think he will have coattails. That if you're going to vote uh, for Donald Trump, you know how important it is to get the Senate uh, and the, uh, the House as well. But I'm not going to win the House. There's a lot less of the vote splitting going on yeah. now people are really tribal they're in their they're, they're kind of in their their parties they're if you like trump you're voting through the republican it's, it's a lot more aligned than it used to be yeah but it's also uh if i hate lindsey graham i'm probably still gonna vote for lindsey graham i can't believe that if i lived in south carolina i'd be voting for lindsey graham i, I that guy has <laughs> been a, a waste of space for a long time He's brought it around but, the last couple with the Kavanaugh yeah. thing. He sort of was the star of the he Kavanaugh He was the star. He, he did bring it around, but I, but I'm with you. I, I've never been a big Lindsey Graham guy, yeah, but, but I, in this, I would be campaigning for him in South Carolina if I lived in South. I would be setting up yard signs for him again. If everything goes right, there aren't things to worry about. But if let's say the presidential race 
goes wrong and Joe Biden somehow becomes president. This Senate is vital and it's vital that you get to 51 votes. South Carolina is on the board as well as a toss-up, though I do expect Lindsey Graham to win there. North Carolina is a bizarre race with Tom Tillis, who's a guy, I don't know, like, he's one of those guys that even when you're doing Republican politics for a living, you kind of never really talked about him. You know, mm-hmm. he's like one of those, mm-hmm. he's like a Republican senator, but hasn't made that much of an impact, I don't think, nationally, um, where his opponent is Cal Cunningham, this this sort of recruit of like you know the democrats are doing this they're going after former military guys guys that look kind of moderate Mm -hmm. um he's raised lots of money also just had a a little bit of a sexting scandal uh and his popularity went up went up uh, what the hell is wrong with us (laughs) so if you look at the race the way we have it structured right now 47 to 46 democrats over republicans democrats you know depending on the presidential race republicans would need to win four or five votes uh, of the seven in the middle to win control of the Senate. Okay, let's say South Carolina. That's one, I think. Uh, I think Iowa could be two. Iowa could be two. I think Montana could be three. And I think Georgia could be four. Uh, So that could get you to four and get you to 50 pretty easily. After that, you start getting a little nervous. Susan Collins is behind. And if even if she wins, she's your if she's your 51st vote, it's a little scary. Uh, Michigan, I, I, I really would like James to win, but I don't know that he's going to. North Carolina, it does not look great at the moment for Tillis, even after the sexting scandal. So you're at a point where you're looking at 50 votes, I think, is a real possibility. Um, however, let me give you this scenario, Glenn. You're going to like this because you love chaos. Hang on just a second. Oh, I do. <laughs> 50 votes. That means the vice president, whoever it is, is the tie-breaking vote. Right. So if we, we only win 50 seats in the Senate and Democrats. we lose the White House, uh, it's, it's, it's over. They Democratic have all three Senate, houses. And they can get rid of the filibuster and yep. pass anything that they yep. want. And yep. they're very much signaling they will. Uh, so let me give you this scenario. Um, so Democrats have 47. They pick up a, uh, you know, a, couple, a couple of these seven. Uh, they get to 49. Republicans have 46. They pick up three of the seven. That gets you to 40, uh, 49. Um, so let's say we're now at 49-49 with both Georgia seats on a January 5th runoff. It's not impossible at all. In fact, you could look at it and say it's likely. That will become, especially if we're talking about control of this. You're talking about control of the Senate there. because You're talking about the life or death of the Republic. Yeah. I, I mean, especially if, if Trump were to lose. Don't, don't. Then you have a 49-49 scenario with a January 5th election in Georgia for two Senate seats See, possible. I, I have to tell you, I'm, I, I'm against... I just want to say this out loud. I'm against Donald Trump and all of the Republicans because I don't I never learn every time I'm for a presidential candidate. They lose. (laughs) lose. That's true. Every time I'm for a candidate in the Senate, they lose. Mm -hmm. I'm against all of these people. (laughs) Donald Trump is dead to me. I think I've jinxed it. I think I've jinxed I it. blame you for most of America's oh. problems. Let's give you another one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. We'll get uh, more updates as the uh, polls continue to tighten and we get closer uh, to, to the election. We're two weeks away. Two weeks away. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about how to prepare coming up in just a second. Let me tell you about LifeLock. Uh, October is National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. It's a collaborative effort to make sure that every American has what they need to stay safe and secure online. Protecting your identity is one of the most important things you can do in, in the fight against cybercrime. And you have to be vigilant. 
It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting us. Every day, you put your information at risk on the Internet, and cyber criminals are finding new ways to steal identities. You might miss certain identity threats if all you're doing is monitoring your credit. Fortunately, there is LifeLock, and they're there to protect you. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock not only sees the threats that you might miss on your own, if there is a problem, they have a dedicated U.S.-based team to fix it with you. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 800-LIFELOCK. 800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25% now. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. It's uh, Tuesday. We are exactly two weeks away uh, from the... Uh, next election and i can't urge you enough to prepare yourself um, mentally and uh, physically the world is going to change uh, during this election there are disruptions that have already been plotted and planned Uh, you'll notice that all these things have calmed down all these this is a rest this is the eye before the storm um, the calm before the storm Uh, And the other side of this hurricane is much more violent than what we went through over the summer. Um, Make no mistake, your liberty and the liberty of all those on Earth is at stake. If America falls into despotism, the world falls into despotism. There is no one that can stand. There is no other force like the United States. And the agents of chaos are Antifa, uh, those who wish to cause any kind of chaos. It is socialist. That means the Nazis, they're socialist, as well as the socialists here in America. The Islamists, that does not mean Muslim. That means Islamist. Know the difference between the two. Um, and uh, and and those who just wish to destroy the West and the Western way of life. And that includes uh, most, if not all, of our universities. Um, there's some disturbing things going on, on in universities that have to be stopped. They have to be stopped. Uh, I'm, specifically, uh, I know that even uh, BYU which has always been very clear, uh, is a mess, just a mess. I wouldn't send my kids to BYU for all the money in the world now. Um, no way I would send my kids to BYU. Uh, they, have, they have professors that are teaching anti-Christian, uh, anti-biblical, anti-Mormon, uh, anti-free uh, speech, anti-free market, it is a frightening situation in our universities, uh, and um, it's going to be a long slog to uh, clean it all up. That's if we have the opportunity. If we lose the Senate and the White House, we're not going to be cleaning it up. We are going to be changing, and I'm going to show you tomorrow how to prepare. Don't miss it. I want to talk to you about the zebra. 
it has been reported that Americans are overpaying on car insurance by over $21 billion, but searching for a better deal takes hours, typically results in a barrage of unwanted spam mails, uh, and that is until thezebra.com. This is the nation's leading car insurance comparison site because it is the only place you can compare quotes side by side from over 100 providers and choose the best for you in 90 seconds or less. They're never going to sell your information to the spammers, so you won't get all those unwanted calls or emails. You just answer a few simple questions on a fast form and they will find you the best rates and coverage in your state. TechCrutch calls Zebra the uh, uh, kayak for auto insurance. The best part is it's completely free and you can save up to $670 a year using thezebra.com. Thezebra.com. Go there now. If you're looking for car insurance, start saving money at thezebra.com slash Beck. Thezebra.com slash Beck. Spelled T-H-E-Z-E-B-R-A dot com. Slash back. Isn't that how, but, know that's how, how you always spell the zebra. zebra. Yes, I know. I, they wanted me to spell it for you. Okay. What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Peter Schweitzer is the president of Government Accountability Institute. He's a best-selling author. He is a partner in the Washington, D.C. firm Oval Office Writers, which provides speech writing and communication services for corporate executives and political figures. He is a guy who has been heralded by the press on both sides until he started really looking into corruption. And the two main places, he found lots of corruption with the uh, GOP, but the main places he really found corruption was in the Clintons and the Clinton Foundation and Joe Biden. He called Joe Biden the most corrupt vice president in all of U.S. history. On in August, he released a uh, a video called "Riding the Dragon," which is all about Biden and their sinister foreign deals. The, the uh, stuff with Hunter Biden is only one of the many, many, many corrupt things Joe Biden has been doing during his years as a politician. Where there's smoke, there's fire. If you miss that documentary, go to blaze dot, uh, blaze tv.com slash dragon, and you'll be able to learn more and see it. He's just received 26,000 emails from Hunter Biden's uh, business partner who happens to be in jail and is tired of Hunter Biden getting away with all of this. They were just released to him over the last couple of weeks. He's here to talk about it in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Some people make their business trying to spread a force for good in the world, and I thank God that those people exist. I think uh, Pete and Seth Talbot are two of those people. They are the founders of Relief Factor. Most of the pain which keeps people down day after day after day comes from inflammation in the joints, and the Talbots wanted to fight that inflammation. Now, I can't speak for everybody, but I will tell you that uh, Relief Factor has changed my life, really, truly changed it. It, it I was 
always in constant pain. Not anymore. Not because of not because uh, of anything I did other than taking relief factor three times a day. I've taken it for almost three years now. I can't believe it's been that long. Every time I try to get off it and just like, ah, I don't need this anymore. My pain is fine. I go right back into it. It's uh, it's an amazing thing. It's not a drug. You don't even feel it in your system. Uh, you can try it for three weeks because uh, in three weeks, you pretty much know if you're going to see anything uh, relieved. It works for 70 percent of the people who take it. See if you're part of that 70 percent. Get their three week quick start for only nineteen ninety five. Relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Call 800-583-84. Relieffactor.com. I am proud to have on the program a friend of mine and uh, a friend of the truth, Mr. Peter Schweitzer. Hello, Peter. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Great to be with you as always. So, Peter, I want to make this clear. This is nothing to do with what's on the laptop. The, the documents that you have, that's, that's not the laptop. It didn't come from Giuliani. It didn't come from anybody, right? That's absolutely correct, uh, Glenn. Last year in 2019, uh, I got a call from a guy named Bevan Cooney. Now, Bevan Cooney was a nightclub promoter. Uh, he uh, owned and operated a club in L.A. called the Viper Room, which mm-hmm. was uh, famous or infamous, depending on the way you look at it. Right. Um, and he got to know Hunter Biden um, and uh, his business partner, um, uh, a guy named Devin Archer. Um, and they went into business together um, and they were involved in this Indian bond scheme. Uh, that ended up being fraudulent. Um, and Bevan Cooney, and I knew about him because I had gone through the court uh, documents. This uh, court uh, trial had taken place in 2016. Uh, and he said, look, I made mistakes. I did wrong things. He said, but what I'm frustrated about is I was kind of like the, 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 the junior guy. I mean, this was being run by Devin Archer and by Hunter Biden. They would take these meetings. Hunter Biden's name sort of ran throughout the trial. And he said, uh, look, I just think people need to know, and I am prepared to turn over to you all of my emails. So he's telling me this in 2019. Well, we talk about it. He ends up then going to jail. Uh, logistically, it never happens. So I just kind of assume, okay, well, that's, that's off. Uh, he reaches out again uh, through an intermediary about three weeks ago, and he says, uh, gives me written permission, and he says, I'm going to give you access to my Gmail account. So we have literally spent the last two and a half weeks going through emails on his Gmail account. And this is really important, Glenn. We're not looking at printouts. We're not looking at PDFs. We are actually in his Gmail account itself sifting through these emails. Um, And there is a shocking amount of information about deals involving China, involving Russia, um, involving all sorts of uh, uh, you know things they were trying to pull off, and it demonstrates also clearly that all the business partners knew what Hunter Biden's role was. He was, to quote one email, the quote pipeline to the administration. Um, they also describe uh, Hunter Biden as having you know an important form of currency. They talk about some of the foreign deals in China benefiting from what they call the Biden lift. The fact that, you know, Joe Biden is vice president of the United States. So we are going to be releasing these um, in a series of articles with the articles. Of course, we're going to be releasing the relevant emails. 
We are taking out redacting some of the personal information as mm-hmm. it relates to phone numbers, et cetera. But people will be able to read these emails uh, themselves and see what sort of activities they were actually. Engaged. So this is I are, do you expect to be able to keep your Twitter and Facebook page uh, alive? <laughs> Seriously? Well, you know, look. No, I, I agree. I mean, look, they, they stated that that the uh, New York Post was banned because the emails were hacked. Nobody's ever demonstrated that they were hacked. And the whole issue has been puzzling. Look, I, I've had no access to those emails, um, the laptop emails. I've, I've had I have no knowledge of that. But it's really odd to me in this conversation, Glenn, the first question that should be asked, because everything that follows hinges on this. The first question should be asked about those emails. Are they real? Correct. And and unless I've missed something, I have not seen anybody on the Biden side say that these are fake emails. They haven't even said that that's not Hunter Biden's laptop, which I'm surprised at. So they're 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 only saying that this is a Russian hack with the DNI said yesterday. There's no intelligence on that. We've never informed anybody of that. Uh, We don't know where Peter or I mean, Adam Schiff is getting all of that. He's using that. Uh, and using the intelligence community for politics. And uh, the DNI said, stop using the intelligence community uh, for politics. Um, you, you have some emails that show the relationship between Hunter Biden and the ex-wife of the, the mayor of Moscow, I, I believe, or the former mayor of Moscow. Yeah. And yes. we know this. And again, the, the left and the media is going to have a hard time denying this, because if I'm not mistaken... The documents that show $3.4 million transferred from that oligarch to Joe Biden's son was found by the U.S. Treasury. And so you have a Treasury tracking receipt, correct? Yes. All right. So now what? Exactly right. But we didn't know why that money happened. Is there is there an email that you have now that shows where that money was? what, What was happening with that? Great question, Glenn. So here's what is uh, absolutely fascinating. So let's keep in mind, Yelena Baterina, she's the ex-wife of the mayor of Moscow, uh, the richest woman in Russia. Uh, The State Department, if you go on WikiLeaks, you can find numerous examples of this. The U.S. State Department links her to Russian organized crime. So this is not just a corrupt oligarch. The State Department says she is tied to Russian organized crime. We have a series of emails in which 2014, the partners are discussing that Yelena Baterina wants to get her assets out of Russia. Now, what's going on in 2014? Russia has invaded Ukraine. Uh, Yelena Baterina is facing these allegations of link to organized crime. She's on a watch list for the Treasury Department. And what these emails show is that they work and establish financial accounts for this corrupt oligarch in the United States. The email chain shows that they they go to uh, J.P. Morgan. uh, They convince J.P. Morgan to open the account. J.P. Morgan's standard, by the way, Glenn, is that, yes, she's on a watch list, but she hasn't been charged with any felonies. So, Mm. So we're good to go. The emails also demonstrate a series of financial deals that they are working on with Yelena Batarina. So when the uh, Biden campaign says that, you know, the three and a half million dollars from Elena Batarina is Russian disinformation, not only is that inaccurate because the Treasury Department actually has records of that transaction because it's deemed to be a, a suspicious transaction. 
We also have emails that demonstrate the relationship goes back to 2014 and that Elena Batterina is entrusting Hunter Biden's small financial firm with setting up her accounts in the United States. It's a stunning example of obviously the level of trust that she had with Hunter Biden's firm, Rosemont. Okay, so that particular story, the way it has just been told, does not involve Joe Biden. Uh, not, not that we know of, no. Okay. Uh, but what it demonstrates is that, that clearly um, Elena Batarina wanted to have somebody who was politically connected right. help her set up accounts and bring her assets to the United States. So tell me about the documents that, col- that connect Joe Biden to the China graft or the Ukraine graft. Yeah, there's, there's numerous examples. So uh, we reported that in 2011, a group of elite uh, Chinese officials. Some of them are Chinese Communist Party officials. Some of them are, um, uh, you know, businessmen uh, want to go to the White House for a meeting, um, and they haven't been able to get it for some reason. Who ends up getting it for them is Hunter Biden. And what's curious about this, Glenn, is the meeting takes place. They go to the White House. There's an official White House calendar. We've been able to confirm this independently, um, and it lists who they meet with. Well, when you go and look at the Chinese members of that delegation, they describe on their own personal blogs that they had a private meeting with Vice President of the United States, Joe Biden. It's not on the official White House calendar. It, it, it was hidden. Uh, and that demonstrates the level of access that they were given. Hunter Biden arranged for the visit to the White House. These officials go into the White House. They meet with Joe Biden. And then as we demonstrate what happens later, Glenn, is several members of, those, of that delegation end up doing business with Rosemont, which is Hunter Biden's firm. Is that the communist uh, party group that uh, offered him the deal that even Goldman Sachs has never been offered? <laughs> well, that's a separate deal. So this oh. is the, the first one. Yeah, this is, this is a separate one. This, uh, the one I just discussed involved a group called the China Entrepreneurs Club, which is a wonderfully benign name for an organization which is, is, is really operates as the second foreign ministry uh, of the Chinese government, uh, according to Western sources. So, um, but the, the $1.5 billion private equity deal what the emails demonstrate, and we are going to be showing uh, in articles the next couple of days. Here's what's stunning about that $1.5 billion private equity deal they get in China. We are going to be able to show, Glenn, that that deal was consummated with Chinese officials, with Hunter Biden, at the U.S. Embassy in Beijing. Now, let, let me tell you how shocking that is. First of all, you are not supposed to be doing private commercial deals, in a U.S. government facility, which is the U.S. Embassy. But it gets even more uh, smelly, as it were, because the ambassador at the time is who? It's Max Baucus, the senator from, Wisconsin, from Montana, who is a longtime friend with Joe Biden. So we are going to demonstrate and show that this billion-dollar-plus private equity deal that Hunter Biden got with the Chinese government was actually consummated on U.S. federal government property with a close friend of Joe Biden, the ambassador, Max Baucus, there convening the meeting. Holy cow. (sighs) Peter, I know this is an opinion, but is this thing so deep 
in the State Department and in the other agencies that it's just protected? We're never really going to see anyone go to jail? Uh, You know, it's hard to know. I always say, Glenn, we've talked about this before. I'm not a lawyer. uh, But if you look at these behaviors and you're not... Uh, uh, you know, offended and shocked um, and and troubled by them, um, then you're not going to be troubled by pretty much anything that occurs in politics. And, And, you know, what I tell people, Glenn, which is important to keep in mind, is that Corruption is a big problem in Washington. And, you know, you've got the the congressman who's, you know, trying to get a federal government road paving contract for his nephew. That stuff goes on. What we're talking about here is something at a far different level, far more troubling, because it involves foreign governments and it involves foreign entities and oligarchs that, frankly, don't have the best interests of our country at heart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and what it means is you've got you've got this this financial dependence relationship potential maybe for blackmail or other forms of manipulation that exist because the Biden family has chosen to do business on the in the dark corners of the earth. You know, as, as I've said before, Glenn, they're not doing deals in London or uh, Tokyo. They're doing deals in Ukraine, in China, with Russian oligarchs. Uh, these are dark, murky corners where there's a lot of corruption and illegality going on. Peter Schweitzer, thank you uh, for everything that you um, everything that you do. Thank you for uh, pursuing this like you have over the last few years. Thank you for taking the beating uh, that you have taken as a uh, journalist. And thanks for being on the program. Appreciate it. You're very welcome, Glenn. Thanks. You bet. Uh, you can find uh, Riding the Dragon at Blaze TV, and that really outlines uh, the corruption of Joe Biden in China. Share it with a friend. Please share this with a friend. Everything he just said, we will be posting so you can share with a friend as well. Remember, these are not the documents. This is separate from the um, the documents that came out uh, from the uh, from the laptop. This is a separate uh, treasure trove and given to him by the partner of Hunter Biden, who is currently in prison for his role in all of this. Back in just a minute. First, let me tell you, there's a break in every 26 seconds in the U.S. Uh, You do that, you know, back of the napkin. That's uh, about 3000 break ins a day. Don't keep rolling the dice. Make sure that you have Simply Safe, an award-winning arsenal of sensors and security cameras that blanket every inch of your home. How much better would you sleep at night knowing that you and your family were at home, kept safe at all times? Simply Safe literally takes a few minutes to set up. You don't need tools or wiring. No technician or salespeople have to set foot in your home. Round-the-clock monitoring is there to alert police if and when you do have a break-in so they can help you, you know, get uh, immediately into the uh, uh, the squad car, the bad guys. There are no contracts, no hidden fees, no installation costs. It's a wonder that U.S. News and Report uh, calls Simply Safe the best overall home security of 2020. Simply Safe. SimplySafeBeck.com. SimplySafeBeck.com. Get a free security camera, 60 days risk free trial with any new system order. Nothing to lose. SimplySafeBeck.com. 10 seconds station ID.
Yesterday, I told you about Anna McCanju. She is currently in charge of Facebook's election integrity program. Well, during the Obama administration, she was also the special policy advisor for Europe and Eurasia to Vice President Joe Biden. When all of this was happening in Ukraine, she was at his side. She is also a non-resident senior fellow at the Atlantic Council, which is supposedly a nonpartisan think tank in Washington, D.C., well, yesterday, after I told you this, I remembered Atlantic Council, Atlantic Council. Why? Why do I remember that? Well, because I mentioned it last year in a show that I did about various connections to Alexandra Chalupa. Chalupa. Do you remember her name? Just a quick review on Chalupa. She was the key player in the Democratic National Committee's effort to collaborate with Ukrainian government officials to dig up dirt on Donald Trump during the 2016 election. She worked with the Ukrainian embassy in Washington to research Manafort, Trump and Russia. She also worked with Yahoo News journalist Michael Isakoff to publish her findings. Well, from 2006 to 2011, she worked for the DNC. Since 2013, she worked for the Democratic Party's National Ethnic Council, including her side gigs for the DNC trafficking Ukrainian dirt on Trump. Well, according to FEC records, the DNC paid her $412,000 between 2004 and 2016. The DNC paid her over $71,000 just in 2016 for the election alone. The Democrats' official line is that Chalupa left the DNC in 2016. Chalupa said she continued researching Manafort on her own after that and sometimes shared her findings with the DNC and with the Clinton campaign. Well, Chalupa, along with her two sisters, Andrea and Irina, are the daughters of Ukrainian immigrants. And together, they were a, a one-stop shop for Ukrainian political activism in addition to being an occasional journalist for outlets like the Huffington Post. (sighs) Andrea Chalupa founded Digital Maiden to support the removal of Ukrainian President Yushchenkovich. Maiden refers to the name of the independent square in Kiev or Kiev. During the 2016 election, she also did tweet storms aimed at Donald Trump. Chalupa's other sister, Irina, no less active in Ukrainian affairs. She's been a journalist in Kiev and was a longtime editor at the Atlantic Council. Hmm. Wait a minute. She was also lead contributor to biweekly reports called Ukraine Alert. Interesting side note, senior fellow at the same think tank is Dmitry Alpervovich. Why is that important? I'll tell you after the break. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing NMLS 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Right now, home affordability is on the rise in big ways. With mortgage rates in the tank right now, your dollar can go much further, in some cases, a lot, lot further. Now, as always, caution, please. You don't see that as an opportunity to spend more money than you otherwise would, but it's good to know that you have options. Nobody 
is going to be able to explain those options to you better than the mortgage consultants at American Financing because they work for you, not the bank, which means they have your best interest in mind and will help steer you in the right direction that's going to be best for you and your family. So whether you're looking to purchase a home for the first time, you want to refinance your mortgage, or you want to consolidate, American Financing is the way to go. Give them a call today. You could be saving hundreds of dollars a month, but it's not going to happen if you don't start the process. Do it right now, please. Prepare for the future. We got two weeks before the election and the world goes crazy. It's American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. Big special event for Mercury One coming up October 24th. Go to m1nextchapter.com. I'll see you live Saturday night. have our chief investigator uh coming up in just a second uh i want to finish this from facebook to the atlantic council and back yesterday i told you about a woman anna mccann uh she is currently in charge of facebook's election integrity program so she's the one who's raising the alarm you gotta shut all these conspiracy theories down well, she, we know that she used to work for the Obama administration. In fact, she was the special policy advisor for Europe and Eurasia to Vice President Joe Biden. So she was side by side with Joe Biden with the Ukraine deals. She was there. Got it? She also, and I said this yesterday, and I couldn't remember what, she was a non-resident senior fellow at the Atlantic Council. It's a bipartisan think tank in Washington, D.C., well, the Atlantic Council rung a bell with me, and after I got off the show, I remembered it was because it was with Alexandria Chalupa. Chalupa was the woman who was the was the go-to get the dirt on Donald Trump and tie it into the Russians. It was really her idea, et cetera, et cetera. Also, her sister founded Digital Maiden. Now, this is this is a uh, Digital Maiden organizes tweet storms to flood Twitter with anti-presidential messages that's what they did in ukraine i'm wondering if digital maiden or the or the uh, uh, chalupa family are involved at all uh with something like digital maiden or maidan um he, 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 here in the united states she did do tweet storms in the 2016 election um and they were pretty vile uh also her other sister is involved she's the editor of the atlantic council that bipartisan think tank where she was lead contributor for bi-weekly reports called ukraine alert now she's a senior fellow at the atlantic council and this is where i put it up on the board and we almost took it down because i'm like there's not really a, a, a connection that it goes anywhere but i felt like we really needed to keep it up on the chalkboard something wasn't right well, the name of the guy that she's in the same think tank with is Dmitry Alpovervich. He's the co-founder of and CTO of CrowdStrike, the security firm that the DNC hired to investigate the 2016 hacks. Okay, so so he's on the Atlantic Council. Uh, Chalupa's on the Atlantic Council. 
they've got a tweet storm thing going on. They've got somebody trying to tie it all together uh, with and coordinate the embassies. And the person who is by Joe Biden's side is now at Facebook making sure that there's integrity on our elections. One thing you should know, Atlantic Council Think Tank receives considerable funding through a Ukrainian oligarch named Viktor Pinchuk. He coincidentally also happens to be the most prolific donor to the Clinton Foundation until she no longer had power. And 2013, the Atlantic Council awarded Hillary Clinton its Distinguished International Leadership Award. But let me go back to Irina Chalupa. She now works for an organization called StopFake.org, which started out as a site to verify and refute disinformation and propaganda about events in Ukraine. Now they fact check, debunk, edit, translate, research, and disseminate information in 11 languages. You can't make this stuff up. Guess which organization funds StopFake.org? The International Renaissance Foundation. Hmm, wait a minute. International Renaissance Foundation. Well, that's the same NGO that was being investigated by the Ukrainian prosecutor general that Joe Biden had fired. To refresh your memory, take a wild guess who heads the International Renaissance Foundation. Come on. Come on. Say it. Say it, Stu. Say it. Say his name. George Soros. <laughs> in, shocking. In February this year, StopFake.org joined the International Fact-Checking Network. Now, if the IFCN rings a bell, it's because I mentioned it on TV episode uh, earlier, or I think it was late last month. Facebook, for example, is very fond of saying they use fact-checkers that are certified by the IFCN. Well, the IFCN, along with PolitiFact, are both projects of the Pointer Institute. One of the Pointer's major funders is George Soros and his Open Society. PolitiFact's two largest financial supporter are E.W. Scripps Company and Facebook. The IFCN receives major funding also from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Google, Facebook, and again, you can't make this up, the U.S. State Department. Now, why is the U.S. State Department in with Facebook, Bill and Melinda Gates, Google, and fact check? This is such an incestuous puzzle. And when you put all the pieces together, you realize there is no way, no way they can let any of these Hunter Biden's uh, emails see the light of day. That's why. You can't trust the fact-checking network. You can't trust Google. You can't trust Facebook or Twitter. They're all in this stew. Why won't anybody talk about that? Let me go to uh, Jason Buttrill, who is our uh, chief researcher uh, and head writer on the uh, Glenn Beck program. Welcome, Jason. How are you? Good, Glenn. Thanks. Um, it, give me any updates that you have on the Hunter Biden and Joe Biden connections to corruption. I think I think one of the biggest updates right now is uh, the this incredible lack of reporting. Uh, either they're either not reporting on it uh, with the media, um, just radio silence, not speaking at all, uh, or they're just taking their cues directly, not from the source, which would be the laptop, mm-hmm. but they're taking their cues from Adam Schiff. 
Now they're running with this whole Russia, you know, it's all still, Russia stuff. Still, still. From Politico, uh, I think it was either today or, or yesterday, um, they got about 50 former intelligence officials to say, hey, uh, we think this is Russian uh, propaganda. It's got all the earmarks. Now, they also, they go down later in the article and in the letter and say, oh, this is not based off of anything we've seen. But just it just sounds like it. But they're just running with that. Rachel uh, Rachel Maddow uh, had another intelligence official on to say that he, uh, he alleged that uh, you know Rudy Giuliani was was fishing with the Russians for this information. Come on, like follow us through here for just a second. So Hunter Biden goes into this uh, repair shop. He signs a receipt. His lawyers uh, try to get this information back. Uh, but it's the Russians. It's the Russians that are involved here. It, it makes absolutely no sense. It's, See, it's just utterly agonizing. What's what's amazing is no one's reporting on Hunter Biden's lawyers. Can you yeah. elaborate on that a little bit? Well, so this is so this is coming from Rudy Giuliani, and apparently he has uh, he has proof that this did happen uh, in email form. By the way, Rudy um, Giuliani's my guest for an hour tomorrow night on television at nine o'clock. He he has the hard drive. He has all the documents, and I'm going to be asking him all of the questions, and I'm going to be holding his feet to the fire as well. Um, but uh, you decide for yourself, Rudy Giuliani, for the flower uh, tomorrow night at 9 p.m. on my Wednesday night special, only on Blaze TV. All right, but he so he claims that uh, they they did they did contact and reach out and try to get this uh, this laptop back. That's a key word, back. back. Uh, meaning that the, it, Hunter is not denying the campaign. All of Team Biden is not denying that uh, this is legitimate, but they won't even answer it. They were caught out on Fox News uh, just a couple of days ago uh, talking to one of the Biden surrogates, and she could she actually said it was a good point. She actually said it was a good point that no one had denied that this was legitimate. Well, the, uh, I think this is this this goes to why uh, Facebook and Twitter are uh, and all of the media saying they're they're banning all of this. Because they're saying that this was hacked information. They're not saying this is fake information. They're saying this is hacked information on why they are banning uh, all talk about it is because it was hacked information. Well, that's different than what the, you know, Adam Schiff's of the world are now saying, which is, no, 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 this is just bogus information. This is coming from a, a Russian op absolutely ludicrous it wasn't hacked i mean how is this any different from you know information that was received from trump's tax returns how is this any different than the mainstream media's landmark stories uh like regarding the pentagon papers this is exactly the same way uh that the information w w was gathered actually the pentagon papers was stolen mm -hmm. uh, by a contractor this was left and just abandoned information so they would be salivating over this if it benefited them you know glenn the, the biggest question i get about this is well, why should i care like, why should I care if Hunter Biden was doing this? We've been screaming from the mountaintops. People like us, people like the guests you just had, Peter Schweizer, saying, look, it's not okay for Hunter Biden to be tagging along with his dad while he's making foreign policy decisions and then benefiting at the same time. Now, the real question is, how did the family, and this is key, and this is what everyone should really look for as more things come out, but how did the family how did the family benefit? Were they enriched? We're already seeing uh, evidence come out. There was a there was a document that came out in the in the laptop from a group called a uh, company that Hunter uh, helped set up um, called uh, something West. Uh, I can't remember the, Hudson West. That was the name of it. Um, and there was a flowchart in there that showed how there was two principals that owned this company, and fifty percent of the profits between the two of them would go into this pot. 
Well, we also have another release from, I think uh, this came from the Senate, where this company was set up and credit cards were taken out. Lines of credit were taken out by his uncle James and his his aunt. That would be Joe Biden's brother and Joe Biden's sister-in-law. They made over $100,000 worth of purchases off of this company. Now, not surprisingly, not too long after, Hudson West was dissolved. We call that a shell company. That's what we call that. Mm-hmm. I want to know how much information is going to come out involving um, wire transfers, money laundering that goes into some of these shell companies. That's how corrupt politicians hide the fact that they enrich themselves while they're in office. The other- I, I tell you what. Go ahead. Go ahead. I tell you, I guarantee you every single politician, and this is probably a good case for all we need term limits, but I guarantee you every politician that's involved in this game is pissed. They are so pissed at the Bidens for being so blatant because I guarantee you tons of them do this all the time. It's got to stop, and maybe this is the catalyst to get it to happen. And it's it's not in this case. It is not just uh, that uh, money was being made. They were They're operating with the Chinese Communist Party. Um, and they are on the take from the Chinese Communist Party. And now you can say whatever you want about the laptop, but now Peter Swizer has 26,000 emails from the actual Gmail server uh, from a guy who was the partner of Hunter Biden. Uh, and it shows the money funnels. It shows the things that we all suspected but didn't have proof of. And it shows that Joe Biden was enriching himself by having uh, a shell company just hold that money for him. Uh, it is it's astounding what has been found and how the media is ignoring all of it. Jason, thank you for staying on top of this story so we can all uh, stay on top of it. I appreciate it. Keep your eyes and ears open. We'll talk to you probably again tomorrow. Thank you. We'll do. Thanks. You bet. All right. By the way, Jason, the Cowboys lost again last night. So to pass that along to you. <laughs> All right, we're down to the last couple of weeks before the presidential election, and uh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Woo! Next civil war, or we'll all be cooling our heels in some fashionable gulag or whatever. But uh, <laughs> may I suggest that uh, whatever happens, you're going to see disruptions. Uh, you're going to see disruptions, and I think you're going to see market swings in time you're going to see the dollar if biden if biden is elected you're going to see the dollar destroyed it will be destroyed um they said yesterday there's no amount of money that we can't spend Uh oh okay magic money uh i bought silver recently because i think gold is just going to go through the roof and goldline wants to give you now free silver with every purchase made this week so if you want to gradually acquire gold or silver, Goldline has a unique uh, accumulation program that I want you to see. Um, you can gradually accumulate in three easy steps. You enroll if you do, you know, you can do anything. You can do $25 a month. But if you do $1,000 a month, uh, Goldline is going to give you two 24-karat gold-tipped 308 caliber Two ounce silver bullets at no additional cost. This is one of them. They don't actually fire. There's no charge in them. It's two ounces of solid silver with a gold tip. It is. It's really sweet. Um, You can get them now at goldline.com. Get them now and enroll. Call 866- 
Jeez, listen to how heavy that thing is. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. Call them now. They're waiting for your call. Ask them for information. But please, you've got two, you've got two weeks to prepare. They're standing by waiting for you now. 866-GOLDLINE. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the uh, program. Uh, Stu's been all rather silent today. Well, uh, I've been waiting for you to get to the big well, story. Well, I didn't. I I was a little. Okay. I mean, he was just doing the tubing. Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm over was here tubing to, it. I'm and over here talking. And I guess that's the thing to do now. <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey Tubin, the CNN league, uh, lead a legal analyst. Yeah. 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 Title? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, guy also, who's lectured America about uh, morals and yes. and how immoral we are and how horrible we are. So he is a guy who is also on a, uh, he works for the New New Yorker as well. They mm-hmm, were doing mm-hmm. an exercise where they were um, an exercise. S- well, they were doing an exercise okay. about simulating the election. Uh-huh, he was uh-huh. doing an exercise about stimulating an array. Yeah. Okay. That's, I, All right. It's okay. It rhymes. All right. Yeah. Okay. okay so. Uh, he decided, I guess, in between, like, they're doing a Zoom call. And they're like, okay, we're going to break into smaller groups. And as they were doing that, the transitional thing was going on. He decided to go to, I guess, they they described it as the equivalent of a phone sex call. Mm. So, I don't know exactly what that means on, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. far as uh, the computer goes. But sure, it, sure. He decided, and he did what he would do, I guess, when you do that. Uh, which uh, he did not realize his camera was still on. And he was still engaged in the Zoom call. Right. And- so, f- many female reporters happened to be on there and view uh, his uh, shenanigans. Uh, shenanigans? He, not really. I mean, re- when it comes down to it, he was just actively resting his hand in his lap. That's all he was doing. Actively resting? His that- hand in his lap. That's it. That's all he was doing. What? Well, you no, can't- it doesn't seem... Really? Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure the Me Too crowd is going to go after... I think of the scars those women... Well, he's been suspended oh, he's uh, been from suspended. the New Yorker, not fired. And from okay. CNN, they said he's taken some time off to deal with a family matter. <laughs> so totally exactly how a Republican would be treated in this situation. Okay, well, he, he, it's a new understanding of the phrase, talk to the hand. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck Program.